This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why, this is why, pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. This is why, the podcast. Welcome to the This Is Why podcast. I'm journalist, author, and comedy writer, Laura Lane. And I'm author and editor, Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we give best friend advice on topics including pop culture, news, friendship, dating, workplace dynamics, parenting, and whatever else is on your mind. This week's episode is called Surviving Roommates. We'll be answering your listener questions, including one listener who wants to know her new roommate's stance on COVID precautions and another whose roommate is making their living situation awkward. Then we're talking about what's in the news. Secret weddings in San Francisco are making people sick. No, no, no. And Brad Pitt has a new girlfriend. But first, Angela, what has been on your mind this week? Well, speaking of secret weddings and COVID and all that stuff, uh, I've been thinking about wedding stuff, as I do. And I actually, I got a very nice message from one of our listeners um, who was in a similar situation. Let me, I'm going to read her message actually first. Uh, Her name is Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. So she wrote to me on Instagram and she said, I never do this, but I've listened to your podcast for the last three years and our lives have oddly paralleled. I started listening to your podcast when I first met my now husband and we both got engaged within months of each other and we're going to get married a week apart. So me and this girl are basically the same person. Uh, So she says, I feel you on all the wedding stuff. I know you mentioned you were going to do a private maybe courthouse ceremony and that's what we did. Honestly, after our backyard 14-person wedding, all my anxiety about my wedding went away because it was still special and I cried all the happy tears. And what truly matters at the end of the day is the marriage. I'm no longer putting my life on hold because of some virus. And if next spring doesn't happen, who cares? I have the memories of my super intimate family wedding. So if you're planning on the courthouse, go all all out, wear the dress, buy some flowers, make it special, and you won't regret it. So very nice Did it have an impact? on your thought process? Well, the timing was just interesting because I received it on a day when I was like really like racking my brain about this stuff because initially I was always like, well, we'll do something small probably between now and then just to get married. Um, But always being like eventually we'll have like the big thing. Um, And then it hit me. I was like, what if we do the small thing and then we never get to do the big thing? And I don't wear my dress that I bought and I don't have the flowers. And it's like all such silly. First of all, I want to obviously acknowledge that these are privileged things to worry about right now. There's they're silly, frivolous, whatever, but, but they, they were important to me. They're important to you and they yada, mean something. Yada. And yeah, you don't need to make excuses for your for your your pain. Thank you. It's but all so, relative. So it it's like that's so that's my current struggle is being like, okay, well, if I do like you mean you don't ceremony. know whether to wear the dress because you don't want like people to see the dress and then feel like you can't wear it twice 
that was my my initial thing was like, yeah, I want like that day to like whenever I do it, I want it to be like special and like yeah, like if Ian sees the dress when we do the small thing, and then if we're lucky enough to get to do the big thing, doesn't matter. We'll be so happy that we're able to do the big thing. It won't matter that I'm wearing the dress twice. But at the same time, if I can avoid it, I would like to. Right, right, right. And and like the dress. But is then if you for, like so. never get to, I mean. God, that's a hard one, girl, because it's so funny because I remember when so you and my other friend Olivia both had weddings the same weekend, luckily on a Friday and a Saturday. I say luckily, it doesn't matter now. They both got canceled. But but you guys are both working on like rescheduling and you kind of canceled the rescheduling first and then she did. But I remember being like even skeptical. I was like, I don't think you're going to be able to have your wedding in October, Angela. But yeah, but they, we honestly, were so hopeful then. Because, thank God I didn't do that because obviously I would not have been able to do that. No. And but everybody was so hopeful and everyone was so confused. Nobody understood how this thing was going to pan out. And it's funny. I think back to the like just stay in for two weeks and flatten the curve. You can do it. All you have to do is two weeks. That's it. Two weeks of your life and you flatten the curve. And no, like nobody really understood that it was not just two weeks. Like these two weeks were very important because hospitals were totally overrun and people were dying. But it wasn't just going to be two weeks. It was like going to be longer. Now people are kind of, uh, I don't know. Not I mean, anybody listening. paying attention knew it was going to be longer than two weeks, but I don't think anybody anticipated this. Thought it was going to be this long. No, and it's funny because my um, dad, who's like a big realist, was just like, oh, yeah, things aren't going to be normal for like three to five years. And I was like, wait, what, dad? And he was like, people aren't going to get the, not everybody's going to get the vaccine right away. They can't give it to everybody. There's going to be a lot of people that just like either won't do it or want to wait to see. Also, even if everybody wanted to do it, they can't make enough. So it's going to be like a slow, like, kind of rollout. He's like, so that's like, yeah, three years. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, let's say there's a vaccine in two months, which there's not going to be. But like, there, it's just not like everyone in the world that like, I don't know how many people are in the world, seven billion. It's not like everybody's going to all of a sudden just get it. They also don't know well, if it's safe for pregnant people or elderly like you just don't there's so many questions here's what i'm hopeful about though and uh as a person who desperately is hoping to have an event in 2021 i have had to become an amateur epidemiologist slash scientist slash doctor and stay up to date with all this stuff um so what i'm saying is i'm an expert uh no you should get your news about this stuff elsewhere but from what i've heard what i'm hopeful about is the new saliva rapid test that was approved by the fda um, which seems to be more accurate than the other tests and you get your results in like 15 minutes um, and it's less invasive, which is a fun perk. Um, so I'm really trying to be hopeful that, yeah, the vaccine, I don't know what the deal will be with that, but at least if we have rapid testing, you'll just can... have everybody before they come like, like at, you'll just like buy a bunch of tests and work that into your budget and then... <laughs> And then, like, I mean, before people enter, they have to take a test kind of thing? I don't – I mean, it seems like such a weird dystopian thing that I can't imagine that being reality. But there's a lot that's happening right now that I couldn't have imagined being reality a yeah. few months ago. So I don't know. Is that what the future will be like? Maybe. Like, if, if we want to go to concerts or if you want to go see a play or something, like, is that what's going to happen? I don't know. So – 
I think that's all possible. I also, I don't know, I kind of, I kind of love like Stephanie's idea too of just like doing it really intimate and doing it small and taking the pictures and yes, Ian will see your dress and maybe he'll see it again. Who knows, Angela, like maybe you'll get a second dress. I don't know. I don't well, know. Okay. So I've made my peace with the dress thing, but the other, the the harder stuff is like, whatever, the dress is paid for. It's mine. I own it. Right. And I can wear it however many times and it's fine. But the other vendors that we have, like, you know, flowers and photographer uh, and that kind of stuff, it's like that stuff you only get once. Like we, we haven't, you know, we don't have the kind of budget where we're going to do that twice. No, no. But think about it though. Like you don't, you're not spending like thousands of dollars when you're doing like a tiny little backyard ceremony that's intimate. You don't need enough centerpieces that you would for a giant ceremony at like the Liberty Warehouse, which is like the stunning venue that you were, that you are going to have it at eventually. I I mean, you just need like, well, that's, that's oh. the thing is like, what if that never happens? Then, then should I, cause like if, if we're assuming that that's happening, which I, right now I'm still, I'm still trying to believe that that will happen just keep the budget for that, so. but it'll happen eventually. Like, well, it, will it happen in 2021? We really hope so. But Worst case, like you, they're not giving you your, your deposit back. So you're going to have a party there eventually. You know, you are, you just are, who knows what it'll be. It'll be your one year anniversary, your two year anniversary party. Like we don't know. We don't know what that party will be and when it will be, but like keep your budget set aside for that. Throw your little backyard party. That's like gorgeous and intimate. Wear the dress. Hire a photographer. Like you reach out to somebody like social. Dis- it's a little backyard thing. They're not charging the same amount that they would. You know, they're just not. Yeah. Like they're just not. Like they're happy. Trust me. Are you kidding me? Photographers like they're happy to work right now because I mean I'm making that assumption. I hope that's, no, that's not true. wrong. But like from what I understand from creatives out there, like especially they they're sympathetic to the situation of your wedding getting canceled. They are like probably happy to work because there's not a lot of photo shoots happening right now. Not, there's no events happening. So it's not, are you, you know, put aside a little bit of money for this private thing and then whatever you have like a year to like refund that little tiny aspect of the budget, which is not it's not a big portion of the budget because you just don't need to, you know, you just need it to look really beautiful. I mean, I look at your friend's Pinterest birthday party. That was literally stunning. Like the placemats. And that was like, there's no way they spent like thousands of dollars, you know, and they, they, they yeah. killed it and they killed it. And it looked like a wedding, you know, and that was for like a little backyard social distance birthday party. So like totally your friends and your family have got you. Yeah. That's the thing is it's, it's about now I'm just basically realizing if, or when I do the small thing, I should not hold back that much because it might be my only thing. And that's something that I hadn't thought about before. So I'm sort of, yeah, recalculating No, I don't think you need to think mind, about that. But I don't think you need to think of it like that. I think just throw like a really beautiful backyard thing and still, you know, plan. You're, I mean, you're not getting your deposit back. So you are having a – unless the Liberty <laughs> Warehouse closes, like you're having well, a Well, that's there. what I'm afraid of is – uh and what if they close? But I don't know. Yes. The, ultimately, the main takeaway here is I, I will wear the dress. Whereas if you had asked me a few months ago, I would have been like, no, nah, I'll just wear a regular old white dress that I have in my closet. But yes, now I think if we do it, I'm going to wear the dress and, and go balls to the wall. I will say sense. on this podcast, I will buy your wedding cake for your backyard birth, your backyard wedding. Thank you. That, that is very kind of you. 
Thank you. I'll get you a beautiful wedding cake for however many people you decide to have. Okay. Slowly coming together. Well, at least you know that it won't have to be a very large cake because that's why I'm offering that many people yeah (laughs) I'm just kidding (laughs) you could hey if the Costco sheet cakes ever come back ever come back there you go (laughs) which by the way my mom listened to that episode where we talked about the Costco sheet cakes and I didn't remember that she had gotten us the cake for our book party and then she sent me photos of the cake with our faces on it and she's like you don't remember this all right i'm sorry i'm sorry how could i forget the costco sheet cake they're beautiful i forget I your mom listens to the podcast i i actually too, it makes me uncomfortable when anybody me. that i know listens to the podcast uh yeah the worst thing that you can say to me is so i was listening to your podcast yeah that's and the worst my reaction thing is always say to oh. me I'm like, I'm oh, so sorry. Oh, what episode? Uh, I mean, like, yeah. I am myself, but I'm just like a more unfiltered version of myself, I guess you could say. I'm. I think I'm, I'm a little more like maybe sophisticated in person. Maybe I'm not. <laughs> I, I don't. know. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I yeah. I don't think I have a filter ever. But I will say, a, a coworker recently was like, I was listening to your podcast. Oh, and you were talking about at your to new be- job. Uh, well, she, she's someone I used to work with who also I work with now at my new job. So we go back a while. Okay, but okay, okay. yeah, luckily it's not like somebody who I have to make a brand new impression on. But she was like, yeah, you were talking about wanting to like pee on the side of the road on a road trip. <laughs> I mean, truth be told, I would I would be upfront about that in person anyway. I would but not I'll- be upfront with 90% of the stuff I talk about on the show. So you're you're getting real access here by listening to the pod. Apparently. Um, anyway, anyway, what's what's going on in your week? Did you pee on the side of the road? Did you? No, 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 no. We were actually, what's been on my mind a lot is thinking about whether to send Rilo, my little buddy, my little baby angel child to school. And Ooh. we had put like a deposit down for this French immersion, really cute little preschool. They're so cute. They're all like, bonjour, bonjour. And I was like, <laughs> oh so excited God. for Rilo to be like, bonjour, uh, je m'appelle Rilo. <laughs> <laughs> to come back talking in French and then I was like oh, and then when he gets older we'll do a trip to Paris together and he'll translate everything for me and he'll be my sweet little French talking baby and then Nick and I just kind of came to the conclusion like he's too he doesn't need to start preschool yet like some people start at two some people start at three if you you know decide to do preschool he doesn't need to go so like do we really need to be taking on this extra risk? And granted, the school was being, you know, they weren't letting adults in and everyone was wearing a mask. I don't think the kids all were because it's like being realistic. You can't make two-year-olds wear a mask all day. Um, And they're sanitizing everything and doing the best. But at the end of the day, we just thought like, we're in a global pandemic. This just doesn't make sense. Like he's a very happy, content kid and he does get socialized because we decided to let him play outside with the there's a few other children in the building and we're like all right we're kind of quarantined in our building and 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 so he's happy because he plays with these other kids but then I was talking to the to the other parents in the building and a lot of them or I think all of them who have like young toddlers that are a little older that that at the stage where like you are worried about them missing education or really right. missing that socialization. Whereas at two, it's like I can, you know, foster a artistic, creative, play-based environment at home. They're all sending their kids to school. And so then I started freaking out being like, okay, we decided not to expose ourselves by not sending him to school. And we canceled 
the his spot. But if all the kids that he plays with in our building are going to school, like he fucking might as well be in school, right? Because he's well, only because don't you shouldn't you think about it? Like I'm exposed to anything you're exposed to. Well, yeah, he'll continue playing with those kids, right? Well, that's the thing. I was like, what do I just not let him play with the kids now because they're in school? And I guess I could make that decision. But part of the reason that I was like, he doesn't need to be in school. It's because he gets socialized with the children in our building. But if they're all in school, I, I don't know. I have to I have to ask myself these questions and I might need to rethink whether he's allowed to play and it would be so sad. I know. I mean, luckily he is young enough that I agree with you that like given the choice I would probably also homeschool or you know whatever you would call it um I know I have a few we just play with trains all day (laughs) family (laughs) yeah I mean that's at two years old what else are you gonna do no no I mean I Uh, do yeah we we do try like my I'm lucky my mother was a preschool director growing up so she sends lots of like fun educational slash play based yeah. Fun, like matching colors and whatever. There's many resources online. And that Pinterest. Pinterest is your friend. But but yeah, I, I have a few people in my life with kids about his age and some, it's like split. It's like some people are keeping them home. Some people are like, oh my God, I'm so happy school's open and they're like sending their right. kids. Um, I, I don't know. I wouldn't send him just because everybody else is sending their kids. Though. No, no. Based on that decision. I don't – I think Nick and I are pretty confident in our decision. It's more just the kind of awakening, realizing that other people's decisions now are impacting potentially like my decision in terms of whether whether we scale back yeah. like the exposure we, we had kind of allowed because all of our neighbors had been like they're very safe and we're very open about like where we go and like who we see and everybody had been very careful but now you let you know and I just keep reading all these reports about everything spreading in schools so I'm just I'm nervous about well that will the changes happening you know I'm very interested to see how the fall goes because things are actually pretty good in New York right now like if things stayed this way we would be okay, but school opening will be the real test of if we can maintain our numbers. Um, so TBD. in a way, in a way, I'm like, I just, I'm like, I want to get through this year, even though it's going to be really hard. I just want to get past it and see where the dust settles. Yep. Um, so that we can then like rebuild and figure out how we're going to move on. But yeah, it's going to be really hard to get through. On that note. It is time to jump into our mailbox, but first, let's take a quick sponsor break. We would like to thank our sponsor, Adam and Eve. God, do I love Adam and Eve, Angela. I just get excited. We go way back with Adam and Eve. They're like one of our original sponsors. They're such a good fit. They're sexy. They're easy to use. They hook it up. Oh, but did I love them. And they're such a good fit for like this time, this time in our lives, this time in history, because Adam and Eve says that the best part of staying home is playing at home. Take oh, yeah. Ad- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Take advantage of the downtime and choose almost any one item at 50% off. When you do, you'll also get 10 free boredom busting gifts, including six spicy movies a three-piece bonus kit, and best of all, free shipping delivered discreetly right to your door. Your neighbors won't know what you're ordering. 
I have to say, some companies will send you free stuff and you're like, am I going to like it? Am I not? When it's something sexy, you're just excited to get it because it might not be something that you would have normally picked out on your own. And now you get to try it. And this is spicy movies and a bonus kit. It's like, I don't even know what they're going to send you, but you'll have fun with it. Okay. Just remember to use offer code single. That's single at checkout. Admin Eve has thousands of products to make you glad you are staying home. Sex toys make being at home so enjoyable. Hell, even shopping from home is more enjoyable when you are shopping for sex toys. I don't disagree with that. I don't either. Go to adamandeve.com and use that offer code SINGLE. What's in the mailbox this week? Okay. Well, we're talking all about roommates. Uh, first up, we got a question from our listener, Lexi. And Lexi writes, I'm moving down to LA to start grad school. I haven't really asked about my new roommate's preferences regarding COVID. Are they okay if I eat out on patios, go out to socially distant, distant park activities? And I'm worried they'll try to control my activity level and not let my now long distance boyfriend come visit. He lives alone and isn't planning on seeing anyone not socially distant distantly um well i don't like you know well the way she's phrasing like i'm worried they're not gonna let this happen um instead of i think approaching it on the defensive i think approach it like a conversation and just say hey i want to be respectful of your health and you know i hope the same for you know i hope it's like mutual i i do have this boyfriend that's what she's worried about her it's a boyfriend she's been with it's a long distance boyfriend which means even you know she's saying he lives alone and he's not seeing anybody but if he comes yeah. to see her he's going to be traveling which I uh, yeah I don't know if it's right there if it's like if it's on a plane or something I would I would be concerned and like honestly if anybody's going on a plane I'm you kind of I mean the safe thing to do is to, you're supposed to quarantine for two weeks before you yeah. see anybody but I don't know. Maybe he's driving. I don't know what the long distance entails. I'm just going to approach this like driving because it's like kind of complicated if he's flying to see you. Um, and and if he is flying, if you have to fly, I honestly, I think it, you don't want to expose your roommates. So I would maybe like you kind of should like meet an Airbnb. Yeah, get maybe. an Airbnb and like meet somewhere. And then I don't know. I don't know what then would she have to do because she could potentially have been exposed. Whatever. I don't know. It's more that's more complicated. So I can't even go there because I don't know the details. But I'm going to assume that he would have to drive. And then I would just like have a very positive. Hopefully it'll go positively a conversation and just say, I just want you to know I have a boyfriend. He will sometimes come to visit. But I want you to know that I really care about your safety and he will always drive and he doesn't see anybody and he'll have like essentially quarantined before he comes and you know I just want to see if that's okay and yeah like Angel said if it's for whatever reason like really not okay you guys might have to get like an Airbnb together they might just not feel comfortable having somebody come stay and given like the situation like a it's gonna kind of you kind of kind of have to accept that, and you and your boyfriend might have to just like split an Airbnb. But hopefully, everything else will go positively. Maybe they'll be understanding about that. And then, yeah, in terms, I don't think you need to ask permission if you're dining outdoors. Like, if I had some, you know, I have some friends that are just I see on their Instagram, they're like essentially having like a little mini party, like you know, where nobody's wearing masks and like 
yes, they're outdoors. It's like a picnic, but there's like 20 people and they're all wearing masks and they're not six feet apart. Like that would make me nervous if I had a roommate that was like doing that all the time and then coming home or like eating indoors and doing that kind of stuff. But like if you go and get your hair done and you're wearing a mask, if you eat outdoors and you're wearing a mask when the waiter comes over and you like you don't need to ask permission for doing like things that that are that are like known to be relatively safe. I agree. But, and I think that like, so yeah, we all have friends. Everybody's at a different place right now in terms of comfortability and that's fine. Excuse me. That's fine with friends because you can control when and how you interact with them. But with people you're living with, you really have to be on the same page. So it's totally, it totally makes sense that you want to ask these questions because if you, you know, if you're more comfortable going out and they're not or vice versa, the living situation is going to be miserable. Like you're going to drive each other crazy um, because, I mean, roommates have, ha- you know, friendships have ended over far less over dishes in the sink. So now we're talking about risking each other's health. Like that's going to be a nightmare. So I do think it's it's worth before moving in with people getting on the same page and like maybe sending an email and being like, how, by the way, how have you guys been approaching uh, quarantine or whatever we're calling it? You know, like, like, what is your policy? What's your comfortability level? Just so we can all get on the same page. I don't think that's a weird email to send, honestly. Um, And I also think that, I mean, this might be a little crazy, but this is something that I've been doing because we all only know how much we've researched. So once you get to know them a little better, it's fair to like, if you find a article that's about why it's it's safe to go to the beach or something, like it's not safe to go indoor dining, but it's safe to go to the beach, you can always send it and like share information like, oh, I thought this was like an interesting read. Yeah. I would wait till you're like a little more friendly. Otherwise, it might yeah. it might seem like a lot before you know them. But I think that's yeah, a don't good Don't do that bef- before right, you but move it, in would be crazy. Yeah. And it also like, yeah, just be careful how it comes across because- when I get some stuff from certain friends, it feels more like, um, more like they're, they're like lecturing me versus sharing. So just make sure it's like, yeah, it's approached like, Hey, this looks fun. Yeah. Like if it was an article like Angela suggested, I'd be like, Hey, it looks like this is pretty safe. Maybe we could all do this together or something like that could be fun. That's great. All right. What else we got in the mailbox? Okay. Next up, we have a question from our listener, Abigail, and she writes, I have a roommate nearing four years now who, while friendly enough, is not very engaging and is the type who does not really acknowledge your presence unless she has to. Is there a way to broach this awkwardness? I kind of gave up along the way and just leave her be. So we chat slash catch up on the occasion, but otherwise are passing ships. Um, No, I don't think you can really approach this, to be <laughs> honest. Because I – you know what? I've – I – I'm trying to think of how I can tell this in like a way that's like vague enough. I I know somebody that gets like really upset with somebody's boyfriend because the boyfriend doesn't like walk into the room and like say hi to everybody and doesn't say like like hey everybody like how you doing like so good to see you and and like people that 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 do that I mean I try to do that when if I walk into a place I'll try to like make sure I make eye contact and like say hi to everybody whenever I forget I feel like I'm like being rude but people that that do that it's considered like oh they're very charming they're very uh you know like friendly and thoughtful and all this stuff the people that don't do that 
I think a lot of times they're not necessarily dicks. They're just kind of like introverts and they, I don't know, maybe they do miss a little bit of that like social chip of, of like social etiquette of, of like how it comes across and they're, they're not like thinking about how it's perceived on the other side to like walk into a room and just like go get yourself a glass of water and like sit down at the couch and like not say hi to the host and not say hi to everybody. But I don't actually think it comes from a place of meanness. And to be honest, from what you're describing, it's been four years. I have a feeling like this is just her personality. It sounds like she actually, you don't have any kind of problems with each other. Um, There's no conflict. It sounds like she really likes you. And when you guys do kind of sit down and catch up. Also, I can understand from her perspective, when you have a roommate and you're like in and out, so often it can kind of be exhausting to always be like, Hey, how are you? Hi. Um, uh, how's your day? Like I, I, I have a feeling that it's just like, you know, she just kind of is more giving you space. And also she probably just wants like her space. Cause when you're constantly acknowledging someone that you live with, it can, it can feel like a little like socially exhausting. Cause you, you do that. Obviously if a friend comes over, you're going to be like, Hey, like, how are you? Can I get you some water and you're gonna see them but when you're with a roommate 24 7 like sometimes it's nice to just ignore each other and like let them do their thing and and then catch up in the right moments so I would kind of just kind of honestly think try to think about her a little differently and not take it personally and to just if I had to assume it's that she kind of just like needs a little alone time. You can't have that really when you have a roommate. So the way she's doing that is just kind of going inside, being a little more introverted. But it sounds like she actually does really like you and you guys catch up. So I, I really wouldn't worry about this. That's my yeah. a personal opinion. Yeah. Unless unless you are looking for something different in a roommate, then maybe you would like But don't try to change her. Like, but yeah, you can change her because that's – so I'll preface this by saying I'm sure in – over the course of the last few months, it's probably been particularly hard having a roommate like that because for a lot of people, they were stuck inside with the only people and the only people that they were seeing or interacting with was their roommates. So if you have a really good relationship with your roommate and your friends, it was probably way more tolerable than somebody who you're just kind of like formal with. So, but that said, everybody looks for something different in a roommate. Some people want to make friends and some people are just looking for someone to split the rent with. and. Uh, both are totally fine. You just kind of have to know what you're getting. And like you said, like she could be introverted. And for introverts, you have to be social all day out at work or in school or something. So when you're home, that's like your only time to recharge your batteries. And it's like exhausting to interact with one more person. So I f- I mean, we're assuming that it's that and not just that she's a bitch. But <laughs> I don't think that's what it is. It um, sounds like they catch up. No. And not, like she says, she I like the phrase she uses like passing ships. And it sounds like maybe you want more of like a BFF roommate. And in that case, I think you got to follow Angela's advice. And maybe you just need to look for a different type of roommate that's looking for the same type of thing. But sometimes that doesn't go as well. And yeah, because you have not described any conflict here, I would assume that, yeah, she just kind of wants to have a respectful roommate situation that's not BFF. And honestly, sometimes that leads to more conflict because then you get the resentment of, you know, you might be going somewhere and like, why wasn't I invited? And like, who are you coming over? And you get like the jealousy and like friendship and like assumptions of like, you always have to be invited to like the party. And like, maybe that's not the, the obviously the situation in COVID, 
you're not going to a bunch of parties, but right. on when it comes to who you live with, it's sometimes like very nice to just have no expectations on the relationship and just have it be a respectful situation. Yeah. I actually, in college, I wound up having a very miserable living situation because I lived with people who I was friends with and friendly with, but I did my own thing. I had my own life outside of the room and they kind of started to resent me for not spending a lot of time with them. And I was like, I like you guys. We're friends, but I'm I'm not – there's no obligation here to spend all my time socializing with you. Like, you're my roommates. Uh, and then it became, like, a tense thing because they were mad that I didn't go out with them enough. So, yeah. I That's agree, always like, so crazy. Like, getting angry at someone for not, like, wanting to hang out with you more. It's like, I'm not going to want to hang out with you more because you're mad at me about it. That's not right, how like, that works. It, it, it like, backfires because – then your instinct is going to be, well, now I want to hang out with you even less because you're guilting me into it or mad at me for it. Like, don't you want people that just want to genuinely hang out with you? But yeah, that's just like different expectations. You know, Did exactly. they they expected like a roommate to be BFF. We do everything together. We go out, we hang out, we talk. And like they didn't want someone that had their own life. So yeah. All right. We hope that's helpful. If you want your listener questions answered, email us at contact. This is why the podcast.com. Please be concise, a paragraph or less. If you want it on the show, you can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhythepodcast.com. Next, we're going to dive into this week's topic, but very quickly, let's thank our sponsors. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Curology. Angela, you and I have all had points in our life where we thought our skin goals were unattainable. I don't know. I've had acne, right? It's like, who hasn't? Who has not gone through periods where your skin flares up? Let me tell you when my skin really flared up, actually. It was right before my wedding. Really? Was it stress-related? It was stress. And I show up at my dermatologist. And I'm like, this is my worst nightmare coming true. <laughs> it happens. It happens to everybody. So, And, and a lot think- of people right now have maskne from their mask oh my god, their face. I get the maskne. I do get the maskne. So anyways, whenever your wedding does actually happen, it's a good <laughs> thing you have Curology in case you get a wedding, a pre-wedding flare-up like I did, girlfriend. Yeah. So whether you're trying to take control of your acne or if acne is no longer your top skin concern, we got fine lines, dark spots, occasional breakouts, or clogged pores, Curology will customize a prescription formula with three active ingredients picked for you to tackle your skincare needs. Um, I have some dark spots under my eyes that I'm trying to work with. You know, I'm getting older, guys. You look good. Thanks. Curology. Uh, to get your treatment plan, start by answering questions online about your skin and sending in a couple selfies to Curology. Next, Curology matches you with a licensed derm- dermatology provider who gets to know your skin. And if it's a good fit, you'll get a customized prescription cream to address your unique skin concerns. Let me tell you something about the selfies. Normally, when you're taking selfies, you're like, oh, I need the good lighting. I need to make sure my pores look, look. you know, you could do the filters. This is the one time where you actually want to take like the rawest bad selfie because you want someone you want to look like shit in your selfie. So somebody really knows what's really going on in your skin. So, so that's a fun selfie to take because it's not one you typically practice. Just saying that about the the selfie. But yeah, no such thing as a bad angle with the Curology selfie. No, you want those bad angles, girl. Yeah. Or boy. Uh, or boy. So you send over your ugly selfie and then Curology will set you up with your personalized treatment plan and then they ship you your custom formula right to your door. 
So Angela, you got a few products. What was what's your favorite product? So in addition to the customized uh, skincare product they sent me for for my stuff, I also got really nice moisturizer and cleanser that oh, I've yeah. been using every day. Keep on mentioning the moisturizer. You're you're all about that that moisturization, especially yeah, now gotta... fall is happening. My skin's already... getting dry. It's insane. I'm like, how does from one month to the next, I notice my skin getting dry? It's crazy. Get a powerful skincare treatment made for you today. Go to Cureology.com slash this is why for a free 30-day trial. Just pay for shipping and handling. That's C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y.com slash this is why to unlock your free 30-day trial. See Cureology.com for all the details. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Coors Light. Coors Light wants to give you a way to take a break from the new reality of endless video chats in 2020. Say goodbye to your video chat background and hello to that beautiful travel destination in real life and actually chill. Five lucky winners will get trips to the beautiful destinations they've been dreaming about going to for months to enter for a chance to win, visit CoorsLight.com slash outside during September and upload a screenshot of yourself in your ideal video chat background. The prize package is valid through June 2022, so winners can plan their trip whenever they feel comfortable. Personal endorsement. Okay. Personal endorsement. That's where I talk about this trip. All right. I'm just reading the script. Okay. Here's the deal, Angela. TBD on when anyone's going to feel comfortable to travel, but... Let me be real. I actually was talking today to Nick about all the places I want to go to. I was like, wouldn't it be so nice to go to Tuscany? And oh, man, what about Greece? It's such a bummer that like that my Italy trip got canceled this year. It's, fun, you know, in these tough, crazy ass, scary AF times, like we all want to like have a dream or, or, or just like something. Yeah. Something to look forward to something in the to look, future. So, yes. And who knows when that future will be? I don't <laughs> Could know. Could be the very distant future. Extreme distant future. But I was like, I was like, oh man, wouldn't it be great if like, if like next September we could travel somewhere and Nick like looks at me like, we're do not book any plane tickets yet but (laughs) if someone else is paying for that shit like book away and we'll hope for the best and if we have to reschedule I'm sure they'll understand I don't know I don't work for the Coors Light team all I know (laughs) is that like this is nice this is like pretty cool pretty cool little um little like little giveaway that they're doing yeah everybody needs something to look forward to so Travel seems totally crazy, but also totally awesome at the same time. Right. And on top of it, you might be drinking anyway, so might as well crack open a Coors and also enter their raffle. So all of this is uh, going on to promote their um, their cold beer. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. But wait, it tell them why it's literally made to chill because what? tell them about the cool bottle that I'm obsessed with. So I don't know if they still do that in the fall and winter. What? That was like their big summer thing. Oh, I, I know. I gotta call up Coors because if it's literally made to chill. <laughs> they used to have these bottles that um, like changed color, they but changed whatever. Color. I'm sure you could still get them. Get them at some grocery store that doesn't restock very often. (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't love an old beer? (laughs) No, I mean, I think their beers last a long time, to be honest. Yeah, sure. Uh, And listen, they're crisp, refreshing. Refreshing is the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. 
Enter for a chance to win a trip to a beautiful destination of your choice at CoorsLight.com slash outside. I got I hate that I got to say this, but I got to say this. Celebrate responsibly. Don't ever be a stupid head. Uh, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. No purchase necessary. Oh, here's the fun part that I that's mandatory to say. Let's I like this because this makes me feel like I'm like a professional commercial person. All right. Sweepstakes begin 82720 and ends on 10120. Open only to legal residents of the 50 U.S. slash D.C. 21 plus years of age. Travel must be to the destination indicated in the entry and must be complete. Completed by 6-30-22. For official rules, including how to enter, prize details, and restrictions, visit www.coreslight.com slash outside. Void where prohibited. Message and data rates may apply. Can I get like a Nailed applause it. for that? That's all my Woo-hoo. teleprompter work back in school. Anyways. Very speedy. If any of our listeners win, please let us know. This week's topic is surviving roommates. So the inspiration for this episode came from our listener, Anna, but we actually got a ton of roommate questions submitted after we posted about it. So don't be surprised if in the future we answer more roommate questions. But for now, uh, the question that inspired it from Anna says, "Um, I would love an episode on your advice on living with roommates slash housemates. I know a lot of your audience might be old for this. But I'm a college student and moving into a house with four other people after living in the dorms in a suite for a few years. I'd love your advice on the logistics of sharing a space, especially when I have a hard time being confrontational and can end up doing a lot of household tasks because I don't want to ask anyone else to do them. Thank you both for all you do. That's um, so that's funny. Out- do we have like old audience? I don't I don't know the age on our audience, but I think it really spans a, a wide net. We do cast a wide net. And also, I mean, I think that the dynamic between roommates in college versus post-college is different, but kind of people have college. Yeah. I mean, I think it gets better. Same problems Once will you follow get out of college, you. A lot of same problems will follow. But yeah, I mean, you most people will have roommates throughout their 20s right. um, and possibly beyond. So it's not, a, not an issue that stops in college. Um, I wish that I could have listened to an episode like this back when I was in college because I had never lived with a roommate. I had never shared a, I had siblings, but I had my own room. I had never had to have a bed in like the same bedroom as somebody else. Like I was an only child. Yeah. I've, oh my God. Yes. I value my personal space so greatly. So it went awfully, it went horribly for me in college. I did not get along with any of my roommates in all of college, I had like horrible experiences. Like at one point, like both of my roommates moved out. We were just fighting so much. And then I had the whole apartment to myself because like the school was like, we can't put anybody with Laura Lane. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I think that's pretty much how it happened that year. But yeah, I I think I got along with my very first roommate in college because I was probably just like so nervous and I was, I don't know, just a little shell shock. But then after that, it went it went really badly because – you're figuring out dynamics. You, I've, you know, I've never, I had never lived with anybody. Like I said, um, I dealt with everything very like passive aggressively, you know, like if there'd be, there'd be like sinks, there'd be sinks, there'd be like dishes in the sink. And then like one of the girls would like leave for the weekend to go to her boyfriend's. I'd be like, why the, you just fucking leave your fucking dirty sink, like dirty dishes in the sink. Like that's so rude. But like, I wouldn't know how to say it. Cause I just didn't know how to have like a normal adult conversation. Like, Hey, um, you know, do you mind just like 
doing the your dishes before you leave for the weekend. It seems like it'd be obvious, but it's not too. Um, and then I had like, <laughs> did you add that last part? <laughs> no, no, but I never had this conversation. Cause I was just like, I would just be like bitchy about it or passive aggressive. And then, and then there was one that would like, you know, she'd bring her boyfriend and uh, like there was three of us in one bedroom and her boyfriend would come and like stay with us in the living room. And like, I didn't like that. I didn't want like, a, a, a boyfriend coming and staying in our one bedroom, you know, and, but it's because we never had these open conversations about like what's acceptable in the apartment and like, is it okay to have a boyfriend stay over? And like, let's talk about that. And, uh, like, you know, we want to keep our apartment clean. There's three of us. Let's, you know, what's the policy on like inviting friends over? I just think all of these things should be discussed beforehand. And a lot of times they're not. And I think the reason they're not, it actually starts really well where you're like, oh, I don't want to get into the, that like, you know, worst case scenario type of stuff. I just want to keep it like light and fun and everyone's so nice. We're excited to live with each other. So like, you know, let's just like not talk about that stuff, but it's better to just like, I've learned to just lay the ground rules from the beginning. And I don't know, some people might think you're like a little anal about things, but you know, do you mind sharing food? Do you not? Some people really don't mind sharing food. Other people like for budgetary or just like personal reasons, you know, want their food not touched and like want their name on their food and like do not eat my crackers. And like it could really piss someone off if like they see half their crackers are gone and then they like don't know how to deal with it because they feel like petty being like you ate my fucking crackers but it's actually kind of annoying when you after like a long day of school or work you come home and like you're excited to just like sit on the bed watch your tv show and eat your crackers and they're gone you know like little things like that can just really add up and so I just I guess the biggest advice I would have given to myself dealing with roommates and honestly even after college like it got a little bit better but I had like one roommate that I lived with in the east village uh and yeah I think a lot of it came with like honestly like boyfriends spending the night and like just not having those like ground rules of like what was okay and what was not because we all wanted to be like chill and cool and like encourage each other to date but it just like yeah if like I'm trying to sleep and they're like up like late having sex it's like it's annoying you know you're like you don't want to listen to it but you can't be like don't have sex because I'm like I wish that was me but <laughs> I don't but know. But also, I mean, I think the way dorms are set up in particular, it, like once you can survive that, you can kind of survive any roommate situation because it's the only time in your life, theoretically, that you're going to be living with other people where you're like sleeping next to each other in and the you same have room. No privacy. Like it's no, so different. No once privacy. you have your own room, yeah, no privacy, and that's what causes a lot of those issues, especially with like yeah, significant others coming over. And, like, being in the other person's space. Um, and I think, like, it's a good lesson uh, on both sides, honestly, because, like, you learn about other people's boundaries and respecting people's boundaries, especially if you're coming from, like, like I was an only child, so I kind of had the lay of the land, you know? I never had to sort of think about those things, it, like, when I was home. So, like, I remember uh, I, I also did not get along with my first roommate my first semester of freshman year of college. Um, and I remember I had like, I guess an empty Gatorade bottle that had rolled under her bed that I didn't realize. And I got a, a text from her and it was like, did you have a party? And I was like, what? No. And she's like, well, there's a bottle under my bed. And I was like, no, I didn't have a party. It's just a fucking Gatorade bottle. But like, I mean, I was wrong. Like that was trash that fell under her bed, which was uh, 
not you know I wait did you text that back like it's a fucking Gatorade bottle no of course not especially I wouldn't do that now let alone freshman but you, you say you were wrong but you also like didn't know it happened yes but it was like honestly I it's like little things like that though that happen throughout your your youth that lead you to your adulthood where you're like you become more aware of those things oh like, like you mean yeah. like you could have been more clean with your trash to make sure exactly. it's not like in her space yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like obviously mistakes happen, but like, you know, you learn there's, there's good stuff and bad stuff. And, and on the other side of things, like maybe you learn how to let some things go. <laughs> maybe you learn how to be not so uptight about those things. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's hard. It's but hard. It's painful. Like, it's painful getting there for it's sure. It's so painful. Like, oh my God, like the roommate stuff. It's just like, I just think of like all pain throughout college, like of like living. Yes. It was just, it was awful. Like pain was, and filth, honestly, because there's nothing dirtier than a college living situation. No, it's, it was horrible. And it's, it's hard. Like one roommate wants to stay up really late studying and the other one like wants to go to sleep early and like the light is on or you hear the type the typing or like someone wants to listen to music and like hopefully you have a respectful roommate where where either they'll like work out in the living room if they're studying or maybe you've got other roommates you've got the two bedroom dorm situation and like the other roommates are kind of like partying in the living room and the other one's studying and one wants to sleep so like I don't know. You kind of you gotta also be understanding and like have a sleep mask and like earplugs, you know, a little bit. And then if it's like so loud, you got to say like, "Look, I have a big test tomorrow. I know you guys are having fun, but if there's just any way," um, but yeah, that that shit's hard. And like, it just you know, you don't want to be a dick and always complaining. So it ends up building up until you kind of explode, or at least that's how it went down with me and my roommates a lot. You know, where we would just get like pissed off with each other about like stupid shit I had like one roommate that snored like crazy and she, you can't help and you which you, you know. can't help and so like I wish I was sympathetic but they had three beds in one room like for, for like come on like that's a recipe for disaster with like especially with women like like three beds in one room like that's just no privacy it's just so not cool and then one snored really badly which she can't help and that but like I would wear earplugs, like I would put a pillow over my head and like I just could not sleep. Then I would like, I'd be like, you got to do something about your snoring. And like one time I recorded her, which was really not cool of me. And like, that's like, no, that was like a big invasion of, I don't know, just like her space. You know, she's sleeping and I record. That was not okay. But yeah, you just like don't know how to deal with stuff. So you, you start to become crazy when you're not sleeping and you don't know how to deal with things because you're 18 and you're brain right. is not fully developed and it's tough man all right it so is. but it's th- it's good that anna is going from the dorms into a uh a house right is that what she said a house yeah yes so hopefully i mean if can you can get your own go up room from there that's literally all that matters like you will have your own room and like yes people could still be partying in the living room and you might want be wanting to sleep and that's gonna suck but if you just have your own room, like, like it's just a game changer. Like, start, yeah. get a sound machine, get earplugs, and, like, hopefully it'll it'll be good. Um, and in we'll, terms of cleaning, her, her big question was about being confrontational and uh, about who does household chores uh, and stuff. I would say, um, one, you have, like, the perfect excuse that we're living in a pandemic. So you could be like, guys, like, let's 
right, right, right. We have to be a little extra clean right now. Like, let's maybe have a little uh, can we routine take turns? in place. Yeah. And it helps that you're not going into an already established situation. You're all going in fresh and new to the house so you can like set the tone. It's harder when you like – when people are already living together and then you join them and they might just kind of be set in their piggy ways. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, you can just have the conversation. Be like, and like – So how, honestly, how are we handling the cleaning? Like how, how are we, we handling this? it? And honestly, if they really won't clean and like stuff like the toilet, like it's not fair if you're like scrubbing the toilet for everybody and they're not doing it. I mean, I would literally just have a conversation be like, hey, guys, like, so I've been, like, cleaning the bathroom and stuff, and I don't know, maybe I have a different level of, like, how clean I like things, but I thought it might be nice. Like, would you guys consider, like, once a month going in on having somebody, like, deep clean our apartment and see if they're willing to, like, pitch in and, like, you guys can all leave the house and somebody can, like, deep clean it. And if they're not willing to, like, spend the money to do that, then say, like, we need to split up the chores. You know, either be like, hey, I was thinking either do you guys want to like split up these chores because we got to kind of like keep the bathroom and toilets and like stuff that's not fun clean. Or would you guys want to like all go in on having somebody come once a month? I don't know. Like that's just an idea that if it push comes to shove, you got to, you know, tell them to like, like show the money if they're not going to scrub. I mean, and at that age, you probably do not have no the money for something like that so so then they gotta fucking clean the toilet but you can yeah. give them the choice <laughs> yeah uh yeah i think that the and that's the thing the two things that you're gonna find that get the grossest in uh those types of living situations are usually yeah the bathroom and the fridge you gotta and like, the shower like, gets moldy i feel like in college we just got new shower curtains it wasn't that we like oh, this is getting dirty. We should clean it. We just kept getting new yeah, shower yeah, the curtains. Shower curtains you got to do, but like the corners, they get moldy. You got to, I know you got to scrub them. So yeah. And like, that's where I'm at with like Nick and I, like we, now we have to like take turns on stuff. So I'm in charge of the towels and I like every week you have to wash your sheets and towels. So Nick does the sheets, which is really annoying because we have one of the comforter comforter covers and it's like such a bitch to get the comforter into the comforter cover you know but I want to like wash the cover every week so luckily Nick has taken that on so I don't have to do that and then Nick somehow just kind of offered to clean the toilet and the shower (laughs) so I was like okay and so then I'm in charge of like all of Rilo's stuff so I don't know I somehow ended up with the chores that I don't mind doing I kind of lucked out by well, having everybody. I have I have a husband that doesn't get grossed out by stuff, so I kind of lucked out. Hopefully, you'll and, luck out. Yeah, I mean, you could talk about those things. Like, honestly, everybody has like their chore that they don't mind doing. So maybe it, you know, find find out what that chore is, and maybe it'll all work out. You all just do the chores you enjoy. Yeah. So I hope that's helpful. Um, and I don't know any last tips you you want to tell people, or I feel well, like we our- covered a lot. Yeah, we did cover a lot. Our main, so our top three questions that kind of repeated over and over again were what if my COVID approach doesn't line up with my new roommates, which we talked about. Um, And then numbers two and three were I'm a couple living with a roommate and it's awkward or I'm a roommate living with a couple and it's awkward. (laughs) And uh, I've sort of been in both positions. I've definitely feel like that's for like a whole nother episode, but. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be awkward. I don't know what to tell you. You like <laughs> decided to have a roommate at, when you're a couple. And- I will say my, my quick and dirty advice for that one uh, from the couple perspective, and I'm sorry if you're the other roommate in that position, but from the couple perspective, uh, 
honestly, uh, in what has happened with me is you kind of outnumber the other person. So you do sort of um, like, I would say, be be aware if you feel like you're monopolizing like the common spaces, because it's very easy to get away with things like that when you're the couple and like you're kind of banded together. So you're like, oh, movie night. Oh, we're going to make dinner together. And like, like, I feel like the couple just spreads out more. So be conscious of the other person. And on that note, it's time for what's in the news. What have you been reading about this week? Well, keeping with our theme at the top, talking about weddings, uh, I was reading in the San Francisco Chronicle this atrocious story. Um, it, the title was, They Defied Health Rules for a Storybook San Francisco Wedding. The Virus Didn't Spare Them. Uh, this is by Matthias Gaffney. And yeah, this freaking couple, they conspired with this church in San Francisco after San Francisco officials explicitly told them they to stop holding uh, these illegal indoor events. Um, and so instead of not having the event, the church coordinated with this couple to like have their family come in the back door secretly. And uh, the night before the ceremony, they they sent down an email basically being like – with instructions about where to park and uh, the, it said, due to concerns with the visibility to the public, uh, there's a change in arrival procedures. We'll no longer be entering publicly through the main entrance, go through the underground parking garage. There was all this covert stupidity to do something that was irresponsible in the first place. And it makes me, as somebody who had to cancel a wedding, so freaking angry because like – why do you, why do you have to No, it's like people? it's so selfish. Yeah, it's just naive and really selfish. So, the people got sick? So, of course, yes, a bunch of people got sick. Um Can you they, imagine having somebody's like death on your watch? So, it says in the following days, the the couple, the couple getting married got sick plus at least 8 attendees tested positive. And uh, the potentially exposed guests all flew back to Nashville, Arizona, San Diego, which are all hotspots of the pandemic. So this was a bona fide super spreader event. Um, and what really annoys me is this couple, um, they kind of, they made it about like uh, religion. Like it was like God wanted us to do this. Mm -hmm. Like one of the guests made this like long Instagram post and it was like, <laughs> they wrote, God was right there with them, whispering in their ear, press on, I've got this. And you know what? I don't think God was doing that. No, that's I bullshit. Think, I think that God would have been like, okay, you're so desperate to get married. Uh, just go to a justice of the peace. You don't even have to go to church. Right. Wow. You don't need to invite all of your family and have a giant Don't bring event. God into this. I mean, I don't believe in God, but. Yeah. Well, that's maybe it's easy for me to speak for God because I don't believe in God either. But I went to like 13 years of Catholic school. So I have an idea of how the guy operates. There you uh, go. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just and it's also like, OK, so God wanted this couple to get married, but mm -hmm. not all the other couples. But not who, Angela and Ian. Come but on. not me. God, you don't want me to get married. He wasn't whispering in my ear. Well, speaking of married, Angela, you're going to love my story. Yeah. So I was reading Vulture. This is a story by Devin Ivey. Uh, uh, everyone was talking this week when we're recording this, it's 
God, I hope. I wonder if they'll still be together by the time this airs. A couple possibly weeks, not. A but couple it's still weeks later, but it's still interesting. So Brad Pitt was seen on like a private jet flying to France to his gorgeous chateau in in France with this like beautiful German model Nicole. I hope I don't butcher her last name. Nicole Potorowski. Uh, she's like speaks I think five languages and she's stunning. And then this week, it comes out that she's reportedly married, but she's in an open relationship with a 68-year-old. She has a young son that is like, like, I think he's seven or eight years old. So pretty much like, I mean, I'm doing the math in my head, but I'm like, so this girl was like 19 or 20 and this like 59-year-old like restauranter guy mm-hmm. got her pregnant and like married her i mean i'm assuming that's like the situation but but at least the math checks out that like she was like 19 or 20 and he was like 59 or maybe 60 it's like pretty gross when you do the math and so i think because of the optics of the fact that this like old ass I'm going to go ahead and say nasty restaurateur, Roland Mary, <laughs> who's like should not be hooking up with like teenagers. Um, Pe- people whose frontal lobes are not <laughs> fully developed yet. Yeah. Uh, the, and like he should not be having like sex with teenagers. Uh, nobody seems to be like upset about with Brad Pitt, the fact that he's dating her because they're like, OK, well, at least she's 27. Now she can make her own choices. Exactly. And like, well, I also love that even though Brad, like, Brad Pitt's uh, not as old as this dude. So nobody's ever, everyone's like, oh, but, you know, whatever. Brad Pitt's dating someone that's married, but like, it's fine. They're in an open relationship. And I think like the truth of it is, is they're they realize that this like old dude got this. German model pregnant and like I don't know they got married I I wish I under I would love to know what how it all really went down but all I know is that the numbers are there so because of those numbers nobody's upset with Brad Pitt you do have to wonder were they always in an open relationship or was she like Brad Pitt wants to have sex with me we're in an open relationship now and he was like fair fair I don't know I mean I can only imagine that like it has to have been always an open relationship i mean this guy's i meant imagine he's some like i just in my brain i don't know this guy but in my brain the way i picture him this rolling mary restaurateur is like some sleazy restaurateur hitting on 19 year olds like probably hitting on other 19 year olds yeah she he's, probably aged out for him at this point so yeah. he's like fine fine we can be in an open relationship i want to go like hook up with other teenagers and I just picture him as like some sleazy douchebag that has like no problem being in an open relationship, even though he's got this like gorgeous model, like smart by, you know, multilingual wife with a, who he has a child with, but apparently he's been married multiple times. I think he's got five children. I read, I just don't, I think, I think it's just like, it's not, it's not how people typically picture really relationships. So he's got something else is going on here. Well, I mean, open relationships are a thing. Yeah, yeah. But... I have no problem with open relationships. It's more the age thing that just grosses me out. Yeah. And I also, I have to say, I am disappointed because I know that he denied it, but there were rumors that Brad Pitt was dating Aaliyah Shawkat from Search Party, and I really liked them as a couple. I don't and... believe that for a second. Not for a second. But see, I would respect that. This, 
like makes more sense. This is like eye rolling and like, it makes sense, but like but like she has like substance, you know? And I think that she's gorgeous and I don't know. I would have preferred to see Brad with her, but whatever. He wants to get involved in this mess. Yeah. What a mess. Um, well guys, that's it for this week's This Is Why podcast. Um, keep sending us your your episode ideas and your questions. Check out our book, This Is Why You're Single, and my new book, Cinderella and the Glass Ceiling and Other Feminist Fairy Tales. They're available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and we encourage you to try to find them at your local indie bookstore. If they don't have them, they will often order it for you. Yep. And you can get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors for a full list of sponsors and the codes. Check out our podcast page on thisisbythepodcast.com. We're also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at This Is Why Podcast. Please like and subscribe on iTunes. And thank you for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why, this is why. Pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. This is why. The podcast. That was a HeadGum podcast. <laughs>